Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. San Diego Comic-Con International is back in person for the first time since the pandemic began. It kicks off Thursday, July 21st through Sunday, July 24th at the San Diego Convention Center. Joining me to discuss this very exciting news is Carla Peterson, a columnist at the Union Tribune, and Jerry McCormick, journalist, teacher, and Comic-Con superfan. Welcome to both of you. Thank Thank you. So I didn't know this, but when we were chatting before the segment, you revealed that you actually went to Comic-Con together for the first time, or at least Jerry's first time. Can you tell me about that? That's amazing. Um, I think what it was, it was 2005, I'm pretty sure. Um, and we were, we headed out there on Wednesday on preview day to pick up our press passes and things were not quite as organized as they are now. And we were there for hours and I brought my daughter with me and she was like seven or something. And we just hung out in line and talked and talked about all our favorite stuff And I think after a few hours, I finally scored a soft pretzel, I think. Um, But we're there for a really long time, right, Jerry? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're going to go to this thing, one of the things I always tell people is pack your patience because nothing (laughs) is quick with Comic-Con. It just isn't. Um, Lines, lines everywhere to get food, to go to the bathroom, to get in, you know, lines, lines, lines. And if that's not you, this is not your jam. And as I learned from my soft pretzel experience, uh, bring food. Um, I'm yeah. a big fan of the peanut butter sandwich because it doesn't matter how squished it gets. Um, you got to have some food with you. You got to have some water. You got to have some protein bars because you just, I mean, we went down there thinking, okay, we'll pick up our press badges and, you know, call it a day. And it was not, it took quite a while. And I wish that I had had a squished peanut butter sandwich at the time because we got really hungry. <laughs> yeah. But did you know what? So I blame Halle Berry and Angelina Jolie for this um, <laughs> because this is year 20 for me. And I, I remember it was the pre Angelina Jolie year and the after and the pre it used to be, and you know, and this is going to shock a lot of people who are listening to this. You could drive downtown park really close. Remember there was a parking lot, like everybody could park for free there and just walk right on in. And I remember the first time I went was in 2000 and it was the same day as the pride parade. And then they learned let's separate these events because we're splitting our audience. But I remember turning to a friend and say, yeah, I'm going to go downtown to Comic-Con and check that out because the parade was over. And I remember parking across the railroad tracks, you know, in the parking lot. I walked right in, bought my badge that day and had a great time. And then Halle Berry with Catwoman and Angelina Jolie with Tomb Raider. I can't remember if it was the first one or the second one. They showed up and people were like, wait, big stars come to this? Yeah. And then it just became, you know, more and more and more competitive to get in and be a part of this thing. And the lines became ridiculous. Like, I will guarantee you Saturday is going to be, it's a big day for Hall H and Ballroom 20. Those are the two main areas that people try to get into. And I will guarantee you Wednesday night on preview night, there will be a line for Saturday and people wait for days. In fact, I'm part of a group of 18 right now. 
and we have a spreadsheet of who's going to stand in line when. And it, it, again, it used to be, you know, you could get up pretty early on Saturday, like six o'clock, get in line, you're sure to get in. Now it's how many days ahead can you get in? I mean, stand in that line and wait. And one of my tips is you can't do this event by yourself. You really can't. You need a Comic-Con buddy and yeah. or make friends in the line. People are super friendly because we're all waiting for the same thing. You need to go to the bathroom. You need to get food. You know, you may want to go to a panel and this is your opportunity to connect with people. It, it takes a village. It yeah, really it really does. does. That is such crazy planning. I can't believe you have a spreadsheet. Goes to show how much I don't know about the event. But I mean, for those of us who have never been, can you describe it? I mean, it seems like there's so much going on. You obviously can't drive up and walk in anymore. But what is what is Comic Con? What does what all does it entail? Jerry, you can go first because you are a longer timer and then I will pick up if there's absolutely anything that you forgot. <laughs> okay. So for me, Comic-Con is a collection of some of the most passionate fans in the universe. Um, you name it, if you're a fan of it, it's probably at Comic-Con. Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Game of Thrones, you know, any superhero you can name, even like the obscure ones like Squirrel Girl, uh, uh, TV shows that are long gone, like Buffy. There are, I mean, RIP Buffy. Um, they, you know, there are people who love that. And the cool thing is it connects people. You know, you don't have to feel like a weirdo or a nerd by yourself because there are other people who share the same interests as you. And this is an opportunity for you to connect with those people. Um, it's organized chaos at the same time because you've never seen I mean you know obviously you go to football games and basketball games you see a lot of people but you have never seen this many people in your life all at one time and it's really fun even if you don't have a pass it's really fun to go and people watch and a few years ago well actually probably now like eight or nine years ago they started putting things outside the convention center so if you don't have a pass to go in, you can still enjoy the outskirts of the con and still feel like you've had a little bit of pop culture experience. Um, I would say it is an event on a massive scale that you cannot imagine until you're there. Um, but I also have to say that it is really the friendliest uh, mass event I've ever been to. People are super nice. Uh, you would think that people would get impatient and cranky and hot and claustrophobic, and it does not happen. Mm -hmm. um, there was an incident a while back where somebody stabbed somebody with a pen in Hall H because of an invasion of space, and that was a huge brouhaha. But generally, people are very nice, and I think with a, a certain amount of planning, um, you can kind of navigate your way around. Um, I always tell people that there's not one Comic-Con, there's a bunch of Comic-Cons. So yeah. there's outside Comic-Con, and I highly recommend to people that they check out the outside Comic-Con Twitter feed and, and website because it keeps track of everything that's happening. Mm -hmm. so, so there's the outside of Comic-Con Con. Then there's the small Comic-Con where you can go on the exhibition hall floor, go to the small press area, Go to Artist Alley, where you find these amazing people sitting there sketching. Um, 
if you check the schedule, the massive Comic-Con schedule, there are small panels on an array of subjects. There, there are social justice subjects. There are a ton of uh, panels about kids. There's a ton of panels about representation. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of panels about careers, how to break into voiceover, how to break into comics, how to break into um, animation. So if you have an interest in anything pop culture related, it's there. And you have to do a little research to find out where you wanna go. But if you don't mind kind of going with the flow of people, you can have your own experience there while being surrounded by people who just love this stuff like you do. Um, yep. So it's it looks really intimidating, but especially if you pick a focus, um, it can, you can, just get so much out of it but yeah you got to plan you got to have your peanut butter sandwich you got to have your schedule um and you got to kind of have an idea of of where you're going because if you just want to wander around uh it gets really overwhelming yeah and let's mention comfortable shoes let's throw that in there too oh my god people don't do that i've seen people down there in flips flip-flops and you're saying you know what you you're not yeah, going to be no. able to walk by the end of the day yeah um so yeah or they're cause they're cosplaying and they're in like you know, fifteen inch heels or whatever, and it's like it's cute for a picture, but no, if you're gonna be standing in line, no, have those sneakers ready, and there's no shame in your game, you know, because everybody understands <laughs> yeah. you are going to be in the line. So yes. Well, okay. what about costumes? Is it like Ren Fair if you're not <clears throat> dressed up in some way that you get heckled? No, no. no. Okay. Most People go, uh, I tell people every, because people ask me this question, what are you going to go dressed up as? And I give them the same answer, a fabulous black man, every day, <laughs> all day, 24 seven. I don't knock people who do that. I think it's wonderful that they spend the time and the money. It's really expensive to put yeah. together some, I mean, it's not like you go to party city and throw on a mask and, you know, these people put effort and money and detail in these costumes and it's great. And it's great for people watching and taking pictures, but um, that's not my thing. You know, I like taking pictures with them, especially if they dress up as different superheroes. Um, but as far as me doing that, no, but you know, you can go dress however, just, we're just telling you, be aware that you're gonna be either in a long line in the heat or you're gonna be in a freezing room. So layers is key. A backpack with uh, a sweatshirt is key, you know? Right. And then there are people, we, we need to mention this, there are people who are going to sleep overnight in, in the Hall H line. And so people bring, you know, uh, sleeping bags and some people have tents, even though you're not supposed to. And, you know, they, they literally camp out. And so it, it helps to have layers and please bring deodorant because <laughs> you know hall age can be super funky because you got you know funky people overpriced hot dogs and nachos and that is all swirling in the air-conditioned system so it's it's owed to comic-con though i mean that's, true. i it's you know true. i want to um bring up two things i wanted to second jerry's uh suggestion about layering because the rooms inside are often arctic I mean, mm -hmm. they are really, really cold, especially if you're in uh, some of the less populated rooms, it's freezing. Mm -hmm. um, so make sure you bring a sweater, sweatshirt, something like that. And also uh, Comic-Con is enforcing masks 
and vaccinations and all kinds of things. So before you go, make sure you check the Comic-Con website to find out what the health protocol is. Um, yeah. You don't want to show up. There's uh, wristbands uh, after you get your vaccination card checked. So make sure you're all fully informed on that front before you go. Let's talk about the wristbands really quickly because some people may not know about that. That got instituted uh, five, six years ago. And so here's what happens. You're in the Hall H line, which is the biggest room at Comic-Con. It hosts roughly 6,500 people, yeah. right? And so 130-ish thousand people come to this thing during the course of the four days. And so usually Hall H is reserved for the movies and Ballroom 20 is usually TV focused, okay? So you got to pick a route you're going to go. And with Hall H, what was happening is someone would be in line and then all of a sudden 20 of their friends would show up. And so that then pushes the next person who waited all that time in line further back. So what they did is they instituted a wristband policy. And there's a group of people who are Comic-Con staff. They're in, uh, they wear green polos and then they have these vests with blinking lights. There are, the, the names are called, well, the nickname is the Blinky Blinkies. And so before, the day before, around midnight-ish or one o'clock, they start at the beginning of the line and they start handing wristbands out. So in theory, that wristband guarantees possibly, let me say this, possibly guarantees you an entry into Hall H as long as you were back by 7.30 the next day. Does that make sense? Okay, so let's just say you, you, know, you show up at, you know, that room usually opens around 10-ish and you have a wristband and you show up at 10 o'clock, you're in line like everybody else waiting to get in. And even after they fill the room, there are still people in line because they monitor the room because some people are like, I'm only here to see this. And then once they see this, they leave. So then that lets other people come into the room. So it's a constant churn, but most people, because Saturday is Marvel and, and DC, DC Comics starts off the day and Marvel usually caps it, they do what we call camping, which is they'll sit in the room the entire day, won't leave, they'll like go to the lobby to get food because there's a way you could do that. And they would just wait and wait and sit through stuff. And then Marvel comes and everybody's like, yay. And then after that, the room is empty. So you're playing, if you don't get in during that first spot, you're playing a waiting game because maybe you'll get in, maybe you want, maybe you won't. But I looked at the schedule already. They've got DC Comics, they got Game of Thrones, uh, the prequel, Star Trek. I mean, the mecca of pop culture, sci-fi is there on Saturday. So it's going to be every man, woman, non-binary, whatever for themselves to try to get <laughs> into that room. Um, well, that sounds very intense. This has been an amazing survival guide. And I will never, um, today I learned that Comic-Con has a smell. <laughs> I, can <Yeah. laughs> unknow, I can never unknow that. I guess I'll experience it for myself this year. Um, but Jerry, you started mentioning some of the programming. What are the highlights this year? What stands out to you? Um, for me, definitely Marvel. Uh, Marvel's supposed to start unveiling phase five of what they're going to do. Um, so people are, you know, kind of excited to see who are they going to cast for the Fantastic Four, what other Marvel projects are coming up. DC Comics starts today. We'll get a bigger look at Black Adam, which is Dwayne The Rock Johnson's movie where he plays a superhero. Um, Shazam! Fury of the Gods with uh, Zachary Levi. He, his 
thing should be out. So we'll get to see that. Um, the Game of Thrones prequel, people are super excited about that. So we'll get a look at that. So Saturday is usually the big day. I'm not, the other days are, eh, okay, you know. Keanu Reeves, in theory, is going to be there Friday um, promoting, uh, I can't remember what it is, but, uh, you know, so there's going to be big celebrities there every single day, except for Wednesday. Usually there's not a celebrity on preview night, because mainly that's the night you need to go to the convention floor. Let me, let me set some, I'm going to segue to that. Um, if you have preview night passes and you're lucky enough, go ahead and get that out of the way. Explore the floor, get your tchotchkes, whatever. And then you can have the other days to go to the panels. If you don't have that, then my suggestion is early Thursday, go walk the preview, I mean, walk the convention floor. So then you can spend the rest of the con focusing on the panels that you want to see. That, that's a suggestion that I have. Um, other than that, I mean, I think they did a really good job of trying to entice people back because I know we're still in the middle of a pandemic and people are concerned. Um, but I think the attractions that they have, I think they're going to have a good crowd. I don't know if it'll be what they are used to because, you know, people are cautious, but I think they'll still have a, a sizable showing. Carla, anything you want to add? Highlights? Yeah, I'm really excited about Abbott Elementary having a panel. Um, it's, it's a fabulous sitcom on ABC. It just got a bunch of Emmy nominations. Uh, the whole cast is hilarious. That's mm -hmm. on Thursday. So that's, I'm excited about that. Um, I'm excited about uh, the vampires from what we do in the shadows uh, being here on Sunday. That could be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, and also Severance, which on Apple TV also got some nominees. And uh, they're here on Thursday. And also um, the uh, Hard Rock uh, Hotel is being turned into a whole Severance, um, like immersive experience. Um, so Severance is sort of taking that over, and I think that could be a fun thing to, to check out. Um, and also Kesha is here on Saturday. She's got a documentary, I believe it's a series, on, on the Discovery Network, and she's going to be here to talk about that. So, I mean, you got Kesha, you got Abbott Elementary, you got Severance, got Vampires. Um, so I also want to add, Christy, just to not scare you, that Comic-Con also smells like love. Yes. So, uh, yeah. so, <laughs> so don't, be, don't be afraid right. of the smell. It's, I mean, the, I gotta say just the, the atmosphere there, it, given how many people it, you just can't believe that it can be like that. And, and it's every population represented every color, every age, every shade of humanity. Uh, they are all there. And um, it really is pretty amazing. Yeah, that sounds amazing. It sounds like a great time. And um, sounds like they have a star-studded lineup this year. Um, well, thank you both so much for this survival guide. I'm going to put these tips into use. Any parting thoughts, any parting advice you'd like to share? Carla? Um, I just, I just want to say, just give yourself over to Comic-Con. <laughs> Don't fight it. Just be, just be the nerd that you know you are, um, and you will have a great time. I'd like to say, again, reiterate food, water, rest, because you do need some rest, you know, um, and also going with a plan, 
Um, because you can't, one of the things as a rookie mistake I see a lot of people do is they try to be everywhere all at once and you can't. I mean, the place is huge. And then, you know, there are auxiliary places around the, the Comic-Con that you can go. So just recognize, hey, I can't get to these 16 things today. I'm only going to do five or, you know, six or whatever you can handle. And then if you don't get into one particular room, there's something else. So don't be disappointed. It's like, oh, I really want to see that. Well, you know, if you didn't get in, go to the second choice. But have a plan and please take care of yourself and other people. Because, you know, if you're a newbie, guess what? There are other newbies there too. And some of us veterans, we can spot the newbies and we'll be like, yeah, you need to do this. <laughs> I usually adopt people in line every year that I'm in line because there's somebody who's never been before. And I'm just like, yeah, let's, let's get you some food or let's go get water or don't use the bathrooms over there, go to here because they're cleaner. You know, that give those those sort of tips. Love it. Well, Jerry McCormick, Carla Peterson, Comic-Con experts, you may have saved my life and others. So thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. This was fun.